Hello, it is Ryan, and I was on a flight the other day playing one of my favorite social spin slot games on chumbacasino.com. I looked over the person sitting next to me, and you know what they were doing? They were also playing Chumba Casino. Coincidence? I think not. Everybody's loving having fun with it. Chumba Casino is home to hundreds of casino style games that you can play for free anytime, anywhere, even at 30,000 feet. So sign up now at chumbacasino.com to claim your free welcome bonus. That's chumbacasino.com and live the Chumba life. No purchase necessary. DTW, Void were prohibited by law. See terms and conditions 18 plus. What is going on, everybody? It feels so good to be back. It is episode 157 of Pop Culture Crisis. My name is Brett. I'm here with my co-host. Please introduce yourself. Hi, Crisis Actors. It's Mary. Uh, we miss you dearly over our long weekend. It wasn't long for you because you got our pre-recorded episode on Friday, but we're glad to be back. We are so glad to be back. And we have a special guest. We do. Introduce, introduce yourself. yourself. Hi, I'm Taylor Silverman. I am new here, and it's my <laughs> first time on Pop Culture Podcast, but or Pop Culture Crisis Podcast, but I'm really happy to be here. And we are going to uh, break her in with her first day. Yes. Uh, she's literally just starting today, so uh, I asked her, because Dane, Dane is out of town right now. Uh, he's off doing something, whatever Dane he's in does. He's fatherland. He's, yes, he's doing whatever Danes do in their fatherland. Uh, <laughs> and, I, uh, and then I was like, are we just going to do a two-person two show today? Which is, we've been kind of talking about, like, are we going to do that? Are we going to have a two-person show it at some point yeah we could definitely do that i just felt like asking taylor because she's here now and you know why not and uh, you have since you have done like a bonus segment for irl right i've done a bonus segment for irl like the members only and i did uh the Sunday interview with Tim. Yeah. And then I've been in some of the vlogs. But well, this is a breeze compared to, to all that stuff. This well, is just, this we're is, just going to have fun. I, I also, I should give a disclaimer that I hardly watch any movies or television. So a lot of this stuff I haven't heard of till today. Well, that's, that is all right. We are going to, we are going to introduce her to this world of uh, where pop culture, politics, and all of this kind of intersect is kind of what this is all about. We got a bunch of stuff to talk about today. We're going to talk about the box office for Thor Love and Thunder uh, and my uh, opinion on the kind of non-traversies that surround it, what the numbers really mean in Mary, because she was there to see it, is going to give her... uh, her mini review for it once we get there. Mm-hmm. Uh, we're going to talk about Doja Cat because Mary had to talk about this ridiculous uh, <laughs> topic. Of, look at that face. She's like, yes, it is it's ridiculous. It's just, I love drama. What can I say? She does. I, I am the, I'm a guy. I don't like drama. <laughs> I, I don't care about drama. But uh, she loves it. And we're going to talk about this article with her and uh, the star from Stranger Things. And then we are going to talk about Lightyear, uh, the director of Lightyear and the creator of The Terminalist and what I consider to be separate approaches to how you get things made and how Hollywood and where the blame goes when things either go right or go wrong. We're going to talk about all that. We've got uh, Podlock. We got a bunch of stuff in there. So if you ladies are ready, we will just get right into it. Mary, are we ready? We're ready. Are you ready, Taylor? I'm ready. All right, let's get right into it. So it says, uh, box office, Thor, Love and Thunder, Thunderous with $143 million opening. That's a franchise best. Uh, and the, the thick key here is that it was a $302 million worldwide opening. But the question is, will it have the legs that uh, other movies that are out right now, like a Top Gun Maverick has, or even Minions, which is still doing very well as well. Uh, but it has a 75, let's see right here, uh, 68% uh, critic review mm-hmm. on Rotten Tomatoes and an 81% uh, audience review. That's which is insane that it's 81%. You think that's high? Okay, spoiler alert. I don't know if anyone's surprised by this. I, I also voiced this opinion on, on the vlog, but uh, I hated it. 
And why did you hate it so much? Here's a, it's one thing that was jarring about it. Uh, it couldn't decide if it was kid friendly or not, like family friendly or not, because um, it at the beginning had uh, cameos from Guardians of the Galaxy Chris characters, um, and then like the CGI overload visuals were just like hell to get through. Which so means you are no uh, hated it. Uh, not ashamed to talk about how much that bothers us. Yeah, and a waste of money too. Um, before we move, that, that's uh, that's the biggest thing here. This is one of the highest budgeted movies in all of Marvel. It's also one of the shortest, 119 minutes. Mm-hmm. This movie cost 250 million dollars to make. Uh, if you add in production budget and marketing, that makes it about 375 million. Which means if you assume the 60-40 split between theater and uh, um, production company, that means it has to make about $600 million just to break even, mm-hmm. which is insane. And For a 119-minute movie? Yeah. That's insane. And then uh, what I mean that it's it couldn't decide if it was like family-friendly or not, they were just randomly adding curse words into the script, um, just like scattered throughout at random in ways that were very awkward and didn't seem fitting for the tone of the movie, which was supposed to be funny, lighthearted um, visuals that kids like. It was mm-hmm. literally uh, like a, they were riding on a, a space carriage like with goats, like screaming goats and like on a rainbow at one point. <laughs> it It's a very like childish storyline, um, despite the fact that they're like adult themes like they curse and and then there's a character dying of cancer was there any f words were there any f words uh i know pg-13 is allowed one f word per movie i think i would have remembered it but i don't think so um but i just think taking into account the money it took to make it look as extravagant as it did which i don't even find appealing i think it's boring but when you're taking that into account you can't pair that with a script that just sucks balls. Like it was so bad. I the jokes weren't funny. Too in too much humor, overabundance yeah, it, of humor. It was overdone and corny and in your face, and it was not clever enough that like adults would find it funny. Yeah. Yet there was language that is only appropriate for adult audiences. And, it was strange. And from what I understand, that the uh, the Jane Foster storyline, which is based from the comics, which is, do you want to explain people what that storyline was? Basically, with her her yes. cancer storyline. So she's like in stage four cancer that she found out about. Well, it was like already mm-hmm. at that stage, um, and that's where you see her at the beginning of the movie. Um, so when she picks up Mjolnir, uh, she's not sick. Like she looks completely different. She's like. Um, and it pulls the but cancer at the same drugs time, out of her. Yeah, but at the same time, uh, they find out, like Thor finds out, that when she picks up Mjolnir, it's accelerating her cancer. So it's shortening her life the more that she does it. And her reasoning for doing it was just that uh, she was hoping it would help her mm-hmm. or she's kind of trying to live in the moment and doesn't really care whether it shortens her life or not. Um so that's that theme, and it was a little bit 
I don't know. I think it was a little ham-fisted and like over the top. There is. I did have an article here that basically says uh, it says that Thor: Love and Thunder is slammed for offensive uh, cancer storyline. I don't line. think it was offensive. I, I brought it this was one up like last. That one may not be on there, Taylor. I brought this one up last minute, but I thought mm-hmm. this one was really funny. Like uh, anybody can find anything offensive nowadays. But basically, the idea here is uh, from the tweet says I think the most disgusting thing about Thor: Love and Thunder is the way they handled Jane Foster's cancer, specifically the chemo scene. It's a delicate thing to deal with, especially in a superhero movie for kids. But holy damn, if you can't do it with respect, don't do it all. Don't do it at all. What I was, from what I understand, it's more like the fact that they're going between comedy mm-hmm. and then serious yeah. storyline, yeah. and then right back to comedy because they can't get away from it because it's Marvel and they have to have ham-fisted jokes all the time. Yeah, uh, and that that's a repeat offender studio exactly. in that regard. Um, and then another thing is that they tried to have this heartfelt ending. I don't even think we need to say spoiler alert anymore because I've been spoiling it. But spoiler alert. Spoiler alert. They they aim to have this heartfelt ending to the movie uh, where even though he, even though Thor loses Jane Foster, um, he still has a companion in his adopted uh, kind of niece because she, she calls him uncle. Mm-hmm. Um, and she's a brat like she is not likable whatsoever and at the end of the movie you're just left like confused as to why thor is still fulfilled by this uh companionship that he has in this child when she's like completely unappreciative of what he does for her um yeah overall just like not heartwarming not funny thank you uh, I didn't find the action scenes very compelling either. Yep. It was just too much CGI. Where did the budget go? Uh, did the budget go into like uh, literally? I think it's the Guns N' Roses soundtrack, dude. <laughs> like having <laughs> that, like a and like, that was like ninety nine percent of it in the trailer, yeah, and not in the movie itself. <laughs> yeah, like uh, but like two hundred and fifty million dollars. Um, for a 119-minute movie is insane. Having to make $600 million for a movie that, for the most part, is doing fine. Like, if you look at it, it is the highest, um, is the highest opening of the Thor movies at $143 million domestically, 302 worldwide. But in general, I, I just don't know if it's really something that is worth all of the trouble down the line. And then we have the other stuff, which I call non-traversies, mm-hmm. uh, which is uh, it's getting called out for being... Uh, I guess the term is queer baiting. Uh, they're saying there's basically like, there's a moat of just there's a polluted trash moat around Thor that has nothing to do with the movie, but all of the marketing and yeah. the backlash to the marketing and they, the controversy about how they wanted to advertise it. And they can never get out of their own way with the virtue there's no, signal. There's no drawbridge over the trash moat. So it says fans are accusing Natalie Portman and Taika Waititi of exaggerating the queer representation in Thor Love and Thunder after the pair claimed that the film was, quote, super gay. <laughs> Which... It wasn't. Let me list for you what was but gay in but, it. But I'm saying, wh- why? Why does? Okay. Why is that a selling point to anyone? Like, no, it why is, is. It is unfortunately like that's weird. People will go see a movie if you market it in that like pandering woke way. But it's yeah. super pandering. Like to me, if somebody's totally. like this, there's like the guys in this thing are super straight. Like I'm not going to see it because <laughs> the like, guy people, is super straight or no, the girl. People is super are one easily, and they think that if they go see it, uh, they're you know, supporting this community that has nothing to do with how the movie was or the made. Mo- yeah, or it doesn't have anything to do with the movie at all. Yeah, so, like, let me tell you what was gay in the movie. Not Jane Foster, not Thor. <laughs> um, 
Because that's literally the straight romance that preceded it in yeah. the first two movies. Uh, so-called King Valkyrie. Uh, <laughs> Which is pandering. Uh, Tessa Thompson. King and uh, Tessa Thompson with her literal, exa- like, she has, like, two facial expressions that she can do. Yeah. Uh, she, I'm, not a fa- I'm not a fan of her acting. She was um, canonically, like, bisexual, I yeah. guess. I don't know. Um, and so Korg. they hmm? And The Rock. And Korg. Yeah, and Korg was canonically as gay as a rock can be, which I don't really understand. But um, basically, they showed <laughs> they showed Valkyrie. So the rock guy was the representation. Yeah, Korg was gay. I don't and know. then the he's a rock. Valkyrie's bisexual. Yeah. So they showed Valkyrie as they were storming out of Zeus's palace. Valkyrie kissed the hand of one of Zeus's like concubine women yeah um and then they rode off into the rainbow sunset beautiful and then another thing that happened uh with valkyrie was a conversation that she had with korg when korg was separated from the rest of his body it was only his face he was explaining how his species reproduces asexually where two like male korgs hold hands over a puddle of lava and they create a molten baby Mm in the lava and um that's supposed to be gay that's i guess but when, when super gay and when, <laughs> when, when when natalie portman says this stuff you can literally feel, feel her patting herself on the back yeah like, yeah she's like, totally this declaration which was met with cheers from the crowd when she says it's so gay was reiterated by watiti who yells super gay into his microphone enjoy it he added on uh. tiktok where the clip of the moment was shared by uh, i can't pronounce that name uh and viewed more than 4.4 million times marvel fans were excited by the promise of lgbtq representation in the film as the marvel cinematic U- universe has been largely lacking this they've been Have doing they? it since the since the eternals the problem is it's not important to these stories because for the most part other than like steve rogers and uh and um Patty, uh, Peggy Carter, right? Uh, we have those, and then we have, like, uh, so Captain America and Peggy Carter, and then you have, like, uh, Pepper Potts and Iron Man. There's not really a lot of time for romance in general, straight or gay, because the point is that aliens are attacking. It's based on comic books. The love stuff should be, for the most part, straight or gay, very, very minimal, and it should elevate the story in certain aspects, but it should, certainly shouldn't be a selling point of any of these movies. And I feel like if if someone did go to the movie thinking, oh, I'm going to see, like, gay characters, something that I'm not used to seeing as much, this is great, and then they saw that, And then you see Korg talking about lava, like, molten lava babies. <laughs> <laughs> and then in the same conversation, the only other gay thing in the movie was that conversation that she had with Korg, where Korg, like, mentioned offhand that she had broken up with a girlfriend of hers and they were talking about their love lives. That was it. So it sounds like um, it wasn't super gay. It was subtly gay. It yeah. sounded like Which is the fine, cast wanted exactly. to That's what I'm saying. Like it's fine. pat themselves on the back for representation that they didn't do. So <laughs> for the people that do care, uh, that's annoying. For the people that don't care, then they're like, okay, but why did you talk about it to begin with if it's not important? They are yeah. addicted to the virtue signal. All of them. All the celebrities love to be. It's why I hate the concept uh, when they talk about representation because it always feels like this really, really narcissistic thing where this actress or actor is like, I'm representing this group of people as if they have been anointed some type of spokesperson for an entire group of people. You are not that special and movies are not that important. 
Uh, is there great cinema? Absolutely. Uh, do I believe that movie making is a fantastic art form? Yes. Are you changing the world because you made a rock gay? No. <laughs> rock. You are not changing the world by making a rock gay. You're not. So it's, uh, this has also soured people on Taika Waititi. Um, because they're not happy with the fact that the movie just jokes constantly every five minutes and doesn't let up, uh, which has them worried about his upcoming Star Wars project, which he has been heavily talking about recently. Basically, the idea is that uh, he didn't realize that Natalie Portman was already in the prequels yeah. and like asked her to be involved in it. Uh, so it proves that he doesn't care. Uh, he, either he doesn't know enough about the source material to actually do his Bro, job. Did you even watch or it? Or did you even watch One it? One like, time? So it says, uh, some of the responses says, uh, Taika Waititi talking about his 2025 Star Wars film was a, was a dumpster fire. Forgot Natalie Portman was in Star Wars. Asked if she'd like to be in it. Doesn't have time <laughs> to research the IP. Realized his film idea is flawed. And then they just go on about all this stuff where I'm not, I think the bloom is off the rose with him. I actually Thank like you. Taika Waititi as a director when he puts a, like a, a, a joking twist on various, uh, on, on more serious topics like Jojo Rabbit, or if you take him as an actor, I actually think he's a really, really good actor. He was great as like the, the would-be bad guy in Free Guy. So I actually like him more oh, as an actor. Oh, I didn't actor. see Free Guy. Was that interesting? It, yes. Uh, Free Guy is actually probably the future of movies. If we want to get away from uh, mm. comic book stuff and more into uh, like... Conceptual. Conceptual video games. Yeah. ideas. It's a, it's a conceptual idea based around the yeah. concept of open world video games. I think that's where you're going to find a lot less pushback from people like me who are going to call you out for bragging about making a rock gay. Mm -hmm. As if that's like your big claim <laughs> to fame in 2020. It's like, look at our pet rock. Yeah. Uh, and, this, and this movie is, it's, it's got a B plus cinema score, which is really good for anyone else for Marvel that is very low. I don't understand it. Like Second lowest of any Marvel movie next to Eternals, which had a, a B. But Marvel gets a pass from a lot of their fans because the fans are not NPCs, but they love what they love, yeah, and no, that's fine. If you I mean, love a lot it, of them fine. are NPCs and will like anything that has the Marvel logo slapped over yeah. it. And There's also like a heavy-handed introduction to the movie that's like, look, it's based on comics. And from it, what I understand, people liked Christian Bale as Gore the God Butcher. He did a good job. Yeah. But he's also, um, like, they asked him, like, do you like Marvel? He's like, I, don't, I didn't know what Marvel was before. I don't know if I buy that. He's like, I, I, mean, he's like, he I saw one of them. I mean, he have to know everything yeah. about it. But, it's um, not his job to know. It's his job to... Yeah, he, to, he did a good job. Okay. Um, do you think they should make another one? Another Thor movie? Mm-hmm. Hell no. Here, but I mean... I love what's Chris... This number four? This is number four. Yeah, here's the thing. Wow. I love Chris Hemsworth. And as they continue to replace these characters, we're going to talk later about Chris, uh, Chris Evans talking about having to like give certification to the fact that they're making a fourth Captain America movie, but they're doing it with Sam Wilson, who played uh, Falcon, which means if, if the original Captain, Captain America has to justify your existence, you're not really Captain America. It's just pandering. Mm -hmm. Like, do you, I, I love Chris Hemsworth in this role because I think that he really enjoys playing this character, but... I didn't like the first two because I thought they were too overly serious and boring and I thought they missed their mark by that point and I thought Ragnarok was meh and this one I have no real interest in seeing because of the review you've gave all the non-troversies all that stuff I'm going to keep saying non-troversy I love that word non-troversy <laughs> um I don't know if they need to make him, but don't get rid of Chris Hemsworth. Incorporate him into the rest of the movie. If the whole point is that you have an expanded, connected universe, you can keep him around. Just don't. He doesn't need any more movies. They didn't give Iron Man a, a fourth movie. He just went on to work in other films. Wait, do you mean Chris Hemsworth, Chris Hemsworth Captain is Captain America? No, Chris Hemsworth is Thor. So I'm saying, do they need to make a, uh, a fifth Thor film, or do they just 
have him go and do other movies within the franchises. Here's the thing you can rely on. It's the law of diminishing returns. Yeah. I know this seems like dogmatically anti-sequel, but if that's Where's what Hannah I Clay? am, then that's what I am, okay? You can't do something five times just as well each five times. You can't e- like you can't even do something moderately well yeah. that many times that's the same s- story, the same characters. Miles Teller was saying you that can't. they're like uh, they're already like in talks to do like Top Gun 3. I'm like, "Don't do it. You don't need to do it. The movie was perfect the way it yeah. is. There's no need to do that movie." If, yeah. if they can make money doing it, though. I know. Of course well, they will. Course. That, it's not even to. a question of like should or shouldn't anymore, but we know that they will. Yeah, and that's the problem. As long as there's money to be made, they will keep. With they the minions thing too, it's like, yeah, people are gonna go see it because it's minions and kids recognize it and they ask their parents to go. But like, is there anything else like <laughs> worthy in entertainment that you could offer? than just something derivative no like this is like it feels like a death rattle of our culture like Uh, there's nothing new you can't have anything original uh let's do super chats okay (laughs) sorry i'm being like depressing oh also before we go on uh they're saying that thor 4 is in limbo um for for a chinese release they have not had a release in china for a marvel movie since avengers endgame um, well, how principled of them? Uh, over uh, LGBTQ stuff. So I was China, just going to say, China is could them promoting the movie as being so gay or super gay affect how other countries 110%. React? Yep, totally. absolutely. That's uh, a very big, like whether you're talking Qatar, uh, Turkey, a lot of these other countries, they just don't, they, you know, they're not, they're not the West. Uh, which is why I always laugh when these actors crap on the West where they live, not realizing how good they have it here compared to a lot of other places in the world. But that that is up in up in the air right now. So, mm-hmm. super chats. Dizwiz said, uh, <laughs> "I don't really understand what I am reading." Mary exchanged conversation with Tim on IRL. Tim Equals. upgrades. Wait, what? <laughs> He will have to send another super chat to like decode that. <laughs> Can you explain that. what you meant, please? Uh, Bad app said, I got honey potted by Mary <laughs> to making a WeChat, <laughs> but I don't know any commies to approve my QR code so the CCP can gain access to my library <laughs> of unsolicited beep pics. Hey, Brett. <laughs> That's like a lot of T's. It's better than one T. Uh, I, I am fine with multi. Uh, there's two T's in Brett, but if you want to put seven, that's fine. Just don't put one. <laughs> Brett with one T is just Brent without the N. It's a problem. <laughs> War Chicken Apollo said, I wanted to catch you live after Mary shilled PCC on Timcast, so I turned on all notifications on your channel. Somehow Google failed to notify me of you going live. I'm sure it's just an oversight. That is, uh, that is very, very suspicious, and I will have to take this up with Google. Uh, I, I'm, I'm one of those people where I, I don't tend to like always think that there's somebody like, I don't think there's any like Google employee that's out to get <laughs> me and you. Specifically the, targeting us. I kind of like the idea that there's just one dude there that who hates us. That means they're doing their job right. Yes. Uh, <laughs> I like the idea that there's just one dude at Google who just hates me and Mary, and he's just like, <laughs> nope. <laughs> Not today. Uh, Bad apps also said, I support super gay content by watching PCC. Aw, shucks, per- Bad well, apps. It's, it's, it's very nice of you. Thank you. Um, Matthew Hammond said, 
I was promised money would shoot out at everyone. So far, I'm disappointed. It's nice to see Mary in her natural habitat. Money has absolutely been, been shooting money. out. Also, are you blind? I wasn't ready for it. So each time it happened, I'm like, <laughs> I meant to ask if you were okay <laughs> oh, yeah. after the first time. Yeah, you can't you see this. First time is always difficult. Yeah, the audience can't see this, but the way the guns are angled, they're, they're shooting directly, directly at the at guests yeah. every time. So Literally they might be a little more startled. <laughs> um, Caper2x said, Oh, darkness, methinks you're not a true Marvelite Marvel fan. <laughs> Having been a fan since the 1960s, I say, nay, make mine Marvel. Welcome, Taylor. I, I don't know if the make mine Marvel is a is a reference to make mine a milkshake, which was the milkshake incident with Heather Antos in like the 2015, 2017, that we'd have a milkshake. Whole, incident. We would have to have a whole episode just to this? talk about that. Uh, it connects to Gamergate and women in comics. It's, it's a thing. Okay. A Hobbit said, <laughs> they're day. turning the freaking rocks gay. It's, it's, it's a problem. They man. are. It's, it's a, Indeed. Where was, where was Alex Jones when you need him to, to get everything right? Dragon's Talon 1001 said, I'd rather pay to support PCC than give money to the Marvel Universe for this type of crap movie. Well, thank you. It means a lot to us. Especially for like 119 minutes is really, like, I mean, it I so long. that. I'm not going to lie. I did fall asleep like multiple times. Not for very long. I was able to shake myself awake. But, but under two not. hours. It was not entertaining. Usually when I like hear somebody talking about a movie, I will become more interested in the movie. Yeah. This has made me even less interested in watching it's it. so bad <laughs> just don't just don't even go um it is the number 12th uh mcu opening and i just want to point out that it is like the third post best post pandemic release but anything with that amount of budget is going to get that by virtue of just being that big of a budget mm -hmm. uh and the m amount of money they got pushed into the marketing is going to push it there uh but it is opening below where doctor strange was and doctor strange didn't do that well because of poor legs because of poor reviews and poor word of mouth. I don't think this movie yeah. has the word of mouth to make a billion dollars. I don't. Mm -hmm. so I think it'll I, make its money back. Well, it said the Rotten Tomatoes rating was like 80% for audience, right? Audience for, for Doctor Strange. For, for this one, yep. for Thor. No, yeah. 80% 80, 80 yeah. and 60. And, uh, I'm actually surprised that the critics' score is so low. Um, the, they're kind mm -hmm. of bashing on it. Well, I'm, I'm surprised that the audience score is so high with what we're seeing most articles about. Yeah. So what we'll have to wait and see is like what the what the second weekend, how big of a drop the second weekend box office will kind of give you a better idea as mm -hmm. to where that's going uh, as far as mm -hmm. predictions for what it will actually make in profit or if it'll make profit or if it'll make it to uh, move on. So you ready to talk about Doja Cat? Oh, I'm ready. Are you ready? You best believe I'm ready. Go ahead and uh, start it for us. Uh, I wrote an article about this incident. I titled it something very snarky as you would only expect from me. Socially unaware Doja Cat scolds Noah Schnapp for being socially unaware. So Noah Schnapp is from Stranger Things. <laughs> yes. yes. Uh, he plays Will Byers, which we talked about uh, on the show before. Yes. Um, Thank the you. See? over money. Guns. Yeah, see, shooting at the people. The money, it, it shoots. It I'm definitely shoots. It right at yeah, you're, you're, you're desensitized to the, yep. to the money gun violence. <laughs> we need money gun control. That's I, what we I need. I like it now. Keep it coming. No more <laughs> semi-automatic money guns. Uh, we need money gun control. <laughs> I'm oh, just pulling that. They're making Mary's it spicy. Article. I am championing this platform. <laughs> okay, continue. Um, the 26-year-old rapper took to TikTok to slam the 17-year-old Stranger Things actor for posting their private messages. So let me fill y'all in on what happened. Um, Doja Cat 
went ahead and DM'd Noah Schnapp on Instagram uh, asking him to hook her up with his adult coworker. Asking a 17-year-old to he, hook him up? Yes, just, you know, to, to be clear. Uh, Joseph Quinn, who plays Eddie Munson on Stranger Things, is 29 years old in real life. Um, and this is who she was trying to get with. And she wanted Nona Schnapp to be her wingman, which um, is kind of freaking weird. A little weird. <laughs> so um, she said, uh, tell him to hit me up. And then <laughs> Noah said, LMAO, slide into his DMs. And she says she didn't know his Instagram or Twitter handle, which is very easy to find. You just look up the guy's name on Instagram and his so not Instagram only is, is she, right there. So not only is she doing this to a child, she's lazy. And yeah. not, she doesn't know how to use Google. I think it, I don't think she wants to admit this. I think she knew exactly what this guy's Twitter and Instagram were, and she just wanted Noah Schnapp to help a girl out and put in a good word. Okay. Um, <laughs> so then uh, she got his Instagram from Noah Schnapp, and then Noah went and posted a screenshot of their conversation in a TikTok and captioned it calling her Thirsty Doja. It blew up, it got tens of millions of views, and then he deleted it when she pitched a fit on TikTok Live, uh, TikTok scolding Live him on TikTok okay. Live. Yeah, um, she she claimed that she tried to record like a three minute long video a few times and couldn't stop cringing at it, which should have been her first warning about like just shut your mouth. Yep. But um, yeah, she went on live stream and went for like about ten minutes ranting about how quote socially unaware and whack his behavior was for posting their private dms props for bringing back whack i haven't heard that term <laughs> in a very long time um she said that it was borderline snake bleep like weasel bleep um, it weirds me out when adults it. like talk trash about oh, teenagers. Yeah. Oh yeah, he's a child. She what said did you it expect? was. She said it was kid. degrading, exploitative, and super embarrassing. I have a problem with uh, a lot of like what it is these days. Is like people just use words and don't actually pay attention to what the hell those words mean. Degrading and exploitative. I would love to know what was. That's it, crazy. Just by reading this. Like and what he said, like thirsty Doja. It sounds like he was kind of trying to be playful. If of anything course. about it being a funny situation, of course, yeah. Like it's not like he was trying to just expose her and, and like it's, she probably her. was embarrassed. But I mean, what did you expect when you tried to get a teenager to be your wingman? <laughs> exactly. Man? Has any do, do people ever Taylor? Do people ever hit you up and say, "Hey, can you put in a good word with me with with your friend?" Is that is that a thing? Um, no, I get a lot of parents message me and they want me to meet their son because well it's because i'm jewish they want their <laughs> jewish son to have a wife and i'm like i'm i'm have a boyfriend but i know some jewish girls you want me to like put you in, okay so it is a match, thing. matchmaking is okay, not it's that a weird, lot different but when it's, it's weird like, when you're asking a teenager to when you're you. in the entertainment industry you're asking a teenager to hook you up with his 29 year old co-worker and i mean it sounds like they all know each other i don't know i they don't, don't. want to judge the, oh they don't she doesn't okay. know him well then why all. doesn't she just reach out to this joseph quinn guy she had actually, already tweeted saying joseph quinn is fine as bleep 
so publicly in May. Did he not tweet back? He didn't tweet back because he's oh, not interested. Oh, she's feeling rejected. He's not that into you, babe. He's just not in it. He's just not that into you. <laughs> so then she, like, on this live stream, she's kind of, like, schizophrenically oscillating between excusing the TikTok and then, like, lambasting him for it. So she was saying... Uh, to be fair, this is like a kid. When you're that young, you make mistakes. You do dumb bleep. You're supposed to do stuff like that so that you know not to do it in the future. Yeah. She's making that to be but then like she he goes made back a, on a it. major mistake, though. He yeah. just shared something that she reached out to him. Yeah. Which, I mean, if she expected it to be private, whatever. But he is a kid. I don't think you can hold kids accountable the same way. And if she's really that embarrassed and upset about it she should reach out to him and let him know that mm-hmm. but she made like a video talking about she it she could have just dm'd him and been like yeah. hey could you take that thing he did, he did take like, it i'm a little down. embarrassed yeah he he took it down after he was like publicly called out for it thank you um and then so she, is she she like says receiving that he's hate trying to do that? a power play on her <laughs> Okay, this is the other thing. Like, this is insane language to use about the situation. That was the first thing that stuck out to me about this whole thing was the uh, hyperbole around her language. And I find this to be true in all of Hollywood. Uh, It's like they all took one, like, amateur writing course uh, and they learned all the big descriptives. Uh, and then they use them for everything. Mm-hmm. Uh, like it's it. Do, they have no idea of context or of weight. It's like this is just a kid interacting poorly. It doesn't need to be elevated to the level of poetry in your description of how he yeah. how he wronged you. Well, that she is like the spotless victim of the yeah. situation. It's ridiculous, and um, Twitter just jumped all over this situation <laughs> um I feel like the whole thing it shouldn't even be that big of a deal it should well yeah right? i mean it was only ever a big deal to her because she went and embarrassed herself and then made the whole situation worse so what does she do then does she like now it would be hilarious if they end up together her and that guy end up together i doubt it because now, now he's like oh you're crazy so <laughs> like <laughs> I ended the, the article saying good luck convincing Joseph Quinn to hit you up now Doja you made yourself look bonkers and you did like because she not her first time no no it, like she goes nuts on Twitter she's known for like just not using social media wisely we covered the thing where she like quit music yeah. randomly one weekend she likes to change her screen name on Twitter to different things Snarky. <laughs> but it doesn't seem to, like, to negatively yeah. impact her career if anything I think it, it's different for her because getting more attention because of it yeah she like That's blew up saying like bleep I'm a cow like her her video like dressed up like a cow with like, like exposing her of, chest. This is the kind literally of literally saying, I'm "Like for. I'm a cow." <laughs> if that's how you you blew up onto the the in the music industry, I don't think that you really have to say face on Twitter. Sure, but like for your own personal dignity, I think it would be better to not make your screen name on Twitter. I'm made of diarrhea. <laughs> so here's some of the <laughs> or then, she changed it to I'm better than you. Everyone else is so. I'm, degrading I'm better than you, I'm Anna Kasparian. Um, <laughs> she says, is Doja Cat really mad that Noah Schnepp revealed that she's interested in Joseph Quinn, which she has publicly stated before, by the way, or is she just mad that we found out her grown ass is DMing a 17-year-old? 
They uh, said, I think it's funny that somebody who is chronically online is shocked that a 17-year-old wouldn't air you out for being thirsty. Good point. Yeah. Genuinely confused why Doja Cat is responding with this energy. She had already made her interest in Joseph Quinn public. It's not like Noah relieved anything. She wasn't necessary. She wasn't essentially already. Did they, did they mean? She, they meant revealed. Yeah, anything. revealed. I was like, what? Uh, revealed anything she hadn't essentially already publicized herself. Why are we throwing around words like power play and snake shit? And those are like yeah. the, the tamest of the language there. Yeah. A lot of it was so much more hyperbolic than that. Mm-hmm. And I think some people overreacted to the fact that she was DMing Noah Schaff. I don't think she meant anything predatory no, by it of course at not. all. I, I don't think that's like the biggest but it, deal. It, but it is weird, yes. It, I just don't think that either of them were trying to power play yeah, each I, other. I at think all. if anything, it sounds like he was trying to playfully yeah. joke about it. Yeah, it would be something that like and she would he have was expected. probably well aware that she had already shared online yeah. her interest yeah. in Joseph yep. Quinn. Y'all are so cringe and lame and nobody wants to hang with you. That's why y'all be on here unironically writing replies to, to that, uh, that makes you mad. They, get, they, they say stuff that annoys people and then they get mad and, yeah. and, uh, and weird when people actually respond to them. So <laughs> that was her tweet on um, the day that everyone was like piling onto her. And then she followed that up um, with a voice note where she was literally like breathing heavily and growling into the phone. <laughs> And said, I'm about to go off. I'm about to go crazy. Crazy. It's like worrying behavior because even if you're making it seem like you're like in on the joke, you're definitely not in on the joke. What if she is like trolling to just to get She attention? thinks she's trolling. I think she de- genuinely thinks that she is like in on the joke. But I think she's she genuinely still mad. likes this guy though too. Schrodinger's, well, she, yeah. Schrodinger's Doja Cat. Is she <laughs> no <laughs> Brett, you you are killing me slowly. Okay. Um it, was she trolling was she, yeah, we you have to open the box to find out. Um So um. I say we, we, we get them on a date together, we should make a show. Where they end up on a date together and she has to try to explain herself to this poor Joseph I can't imagine Quindude. being this guy where his name is just like in the middle of <laughs> He's this, like, I don't want anything to do with this, this stuff. This cauldron of drama. Yeah. Uh, he's, he's not made any comment. He's just no, living his life. No, he's not even active on it. social media that oh, much good. anyway. Smartest, smart dude. Yeah. yeah. Smart dude. You know, actually, um, you know what the case I was talking to you about earlier? Mm-hmm. The character he plays is based off of one of them. No. Really? Yeah. Uh, like what people, was the name of the guy? So uh, a lot of people don't know that they actually do know a little bit about this case. And I was shocked to find how many people in the house were unaware of it. But it's the Damien Eccles case that they're trying to. It's like a whole box we'd have to go into and reopen. But I, I'm almost positive that that's the character that's supposedly like inspired by him. Oh, OK. I haven't watched um the fifth season so i don't know much about eddie munson's I just, character i just found it doing research about the recent um updates maybe and he's like his case that that was also a stranger yeah. thing a stranger things inspiration for a character interesting that's one we'll have to dive into at some point another day but yeah i saw that though and i thought that's that guy who plays the guy that's based off the other guy yeah for everyone, who's, for everyone who's confused about what i'm talking about right now i'm sorry but he, yeah damien eccles can you shout out like the name of the the case then oh it's um it was there were this was in arkansas in the 90s there were three young boys like eight-year-old boys who were tragically brutally murdered and 
Unfortunately, some teenage boys in the area ended up being wrongfully convicted of the murders, and they spent decades, I think like 20 years, on death row in prison, and they finally got released. And just recently, one of them tried to get a judge to approve testing some DNA evidence that hasn't been tested because there was no way to test it back then and it's still just been sitting in a file i guess but they said they don't want to test it so he's working to get that tested to hopefully solve this case once and for all and clear their names but yeah the, Stranger the things documentary has a character based about off this him. case is called paradise loss if any of you are interested but i yeah. didn't know that eddie munson was possibly based off of now one of them. That's i haven't seen the show either but um miracle and i were talking about it and she mentioned like that she did know about oh, that okay it's not exact um like based on his story it's more of an inspired by situation but um yeah go watch paradise lost and learn about that because there could be more updates in it Mm -hmm. in the soon future hopefully yeah we'll see super chats sorry to take that in a different direction no no that's good that's a interesting coincidence (laughs) no it's okay uh shoot oh i don't want to say that is that like against youtube rules it's not sh- the word shoot, but it <laughs> sounds like shoot. Um, just I'll skip just read it. The, read, the, read the chat. <laughs> Lord of the memes on Rumble. Look it up live. Three parts. Epic Lord of the Rings reference. I feel so bad for all of the lifelong Lord of the Rings fans with uh, Rings of Power coming What's out. What's coming up because on I Amazon? Just, yeah. Mm-hmm. As somebody who doesn't really care, read the books once. I think it's just despicable that the people in charge of Tolkien's estate would allow something that, yep. like that to to be under his name. There's a, yeah, yeah not a fan. Not um, a fan. Caper2x said, yeah. I'm disappointed, Brett. Make mine Marvel. It's a motto created by the man himself, Stan Lee. For shame, I say, howdy, Thank Taylor. Thank you. So Caper2x says, howdy, Taylor. Um, howdy. Yes. I was uh, I was more of a DC guy, and even then, like I've never pretended to be the biggest comic book nerd. I read them uh, when I was younger. Uh, I know enough about the main characters and some of the side characters, and I, I follow the industry closer now. But it's kind of like pro wrestling; it's kind of been degraded so far down by uh, modernity that it, I just don't care the way that I used to. So uh, I did not re- I did not catch the re- I did not catch the reference. So I apologize about that, Caper. Also, I just. I'm curious. Um, is the new Lord of the Rings thing just like a total disrespect to the original series? Yes. Well, it hasn't happening? come out yet, so like, we'll pass judgment on everything. True. But, but like, that's it happening looks with a lot of super, different franchises. Yep. Yeah, it looks like it's not even related to the actual Shire works or yeah. like the original characters. More just trying to bank off people's nostalgia, but not even yeah, respecting the IP. Yeah, yeah. Uh, exactly. It's banking off the fact that the name carries weight. Yeah. Yeah. Okay. I didn't know there was going to be that mm-hmm. coming out. Mm-hmm. Interesting. Dragon's Talon 1001 said, um, wouldn't that be like a grandma hitting up their grandson to hook them up with their friend's dad? I mean, not exactly, you know. <laughs> not exactly a one-to-one comparison, but... Uh, no. <laughs> no, it would not. It's exactly the same um, thing. <laughs> Hobbit said... Uh, stories like this is why I don't pay attention to celebs and their drama. It's just gross to see how messed up the culture is. 
Like it's in a crisis almost. A Whoa, it's like a pop culture crisis. You could call you it that, yes. It it's kind of like the name of the podcast. That Whoa. is crazy. Um, <laughs> we're losing our minds. Thousand Foot Defense said, Sounds like she singled Noah out because he was young and she thought he would be impressionable enough to actually hook her up with his co-star. So that's like uh, like hooking up groomers. Like, uh, yeah. I mean, all of his co-stars that are like around his age are 18. So I don't know if you like suddenly are immune to that yeah. at 18. But it was ridiculous to accuse him of like trying to do some weird power play on her. Wait, what, did, what exactly did she say to him anyway? Just like directly, like in the messages. Yeah, um, it was like, tell Joseph Quinn to hit me up, and then okay, so it wasn't an. It was like a very crazy. brief exchange, and it wasn't. It was like putting a good word for me. Yeah, it wasn't happened. revealing any like private information. Okay, at all. It wasn't anything like inappropriate. No. no. Okay. No. All right, I want to move on, and I want to talk about the Terminalist and Lightyear and what I consider to be a very big difference in the way that these media companies and the people who are creating art today approach the process of critique uh, and how they view fans and the way that we as consumers uh, take this entertainment in. So this first article says, Lightyear director lashes out at fans following box office failure, and it is, uh, I think by now, fair enough to consider it a failure. So it says, Lightyear was expected to be, uh, by many, to be the top box office attraction. When it came time for the film to hit theaters instead, thank, thank you, you, the film fell quite short of those calculations. While the numbers for Lightyear were not bad, launching to around $50 million domestically uh, on its, in its opening weekend and about $200 million worldwide, that were not, those were not nearly what anyone thought, is not ex nearly what anyone was expecting from the film that was marketed as a prequel to the beloved Toy Story franchise with a budget, again, of more than $200 million. It's Their not even a prequel, though, because... No. It has nothing to do with the characters that come later on. And they spend so much money. This is the other thing. They're spending so much money on these properties that making your money back is then insane. Uh, it's like impossible when you have to spend that much money. You're basically guaranteeing that they have to be billion-dollar franchises mm -hmm. if you're going to turn a profit of any sort. So it says, however, uh, Lightyear's box office woes were made worse by the incredible run for the Minions Rise of Gru. Uh, those gentle Minions out there ruining Buzz Lightyear's day. The Universal Pictures and Illumination Studios film topped 128 million in its first weekend. Remember that Minions 128 million in its first weekend. Lightyear 50 million. Toy Story is like a gazillion dollar franchise. Mm -hmm. uh, it says the Disney Pixar film was met with much controversy following the same sex kiss. Nobody cares. It was brief. It was uh, it was unimportant. That's not why people didn't go see this movie. Nobody skipped this movie because uh, right mass be droves of people were like. We're homophobic, so we're not going to watch Lightyear. No, they did like, not know who, who to market ever this to. Believed that other than Chris Evans. So it says Lightyear director Angus McLean has been has recently been involved in discussing on social media regarding the film and has spoken out in defense of the Pixar movie. Well, he has to; it's his movie. I, I don't blame him for that. He says he doesn't get the outrage and that life is too short to be upset about a science fiction movie when there's only a couple released every year. I don't get it, but whatever. Folks seem pretty steamed about the film. We only get one to two big science fiction movies a year. The supply is too low to get upset about them. Life is too short. No, the supply is too low that you should get upset about them if they don't live up to expectations. Actually, the movies should actually, if you're going to make only a couple of them a year. By the way, if you consider all superhero movies to be somewhat science fiction, they're all science fiction movies. 
in a way. I, I understand that that's not the genre, but uh, the supply is too low yeah. to get upset about them. I what does like that even mean? Anytime directors start getting on Twitter to defend themselves, <gasps> it doesn't go well. <laughs> it never. It literally never goes. He's uh, Ryan traumatized and still processing. The, uh, for, for those who don't know what we're talking about, there was a, there was a clownfish TV video from 2019 that has lived rent free in my head for like three years, where uh, <laughs> they they review um, after uh, after Terminator Dark Fate came out, and the director um, basically they did what they do whenever these movies fail, kind of like what Taylor was just mentioning. Whose fault is it that this movie didn't do well? Well, it couldn't be my fault. It must be the fans' fault for not liking the 9,000th Terminator movie when none of them have been good after Terminator 2. But the point is that in the article, he says that he is uh, processing the trauma of his movie bombing <laughs> and the hyperbole of the, of the idea that your movie not doing well at the box office is traumatic literally had me laughing for like 15 minutes. They always have to run damage control on yes. Twitter. Like control yourself that they would literally do better to just not be on Twitter. Like right. Taylor said, like mm -hmm. the getting on Twitter is the worst thing you can do if you're a director and your movie isn't doing well. Uh, and then he says, another user saw the film and said that he didn't understand why the film was rated so lowly. McLean responded by saying it mainly has to do with trolls. It's always those damn said, trolls. Much fault. like the second chapter of The Hobbit. Very clever. Wow. So, you're so smart. There, there is a, um, he, now here, I will say he's right about one thing, that the movie actually has a fairly high, uh, like if you look at like who actually reviewed it, um, let's see if I can go back here to Lightyear. One second here. The the, bot, the the score for it was actually not too bad. 85% audience score and 75% critical score. Okay, so an 85% audience score is fine. So the question here is then, why didn't people come out to see it? Because it's got nothing to do with trolls. It has to do with you didn't know who the hell you were marketing to. Nobody knew what the hell this movie was supposed the to be. The timing was poor with Minions the, being even, its competitor, I think. Even then, I don't think they could have predicted that Minions was going to do as well as it did. But so your, your, your marketing is poor. Your actors talking about uh, how the people who, who don't like it are dinosaurs is poor, so you're not running damage control on stupid Chris Evans who just doesn't learn his lesson. Um, but with a high audience score, why aren't people going to see it? I ask you. Well, the, the, the guy from The Terminalist, which, by the way, I, I don't know if you guys still want us to review The Terminalist. I watched it. I loved it. I did not like it as much as I loved Reacher. But that is to be, I, Reacher was a, a very, very rare example of what I consider to be a, a almost perfect television in current year. But if you would like us to review it, we, we can definitely do that when uh, Mary can find the time to watch like eight hour long episodes. <laughs> that's, that's a lot of time. I'll try. So uh, the idea here is so, so the light year does bad and the director blames the fans. Well, what does the terminalist do? The terminalist has a score of, what did I wrote that down here as well? 43% uh, critic score, 94% audience score. That's dramatic. Th that is a dramatic difference. And it's exactly what you'd expect from the critics. And the funny thing is a lot of the critic complaints, I completely understood mainly that they're saying that Chris Pratt didn't have the, um, the range to pull off such a serious character. And I actually think that in a show as good as it was, I think Chris Pratt probably was the actual slightly weaker link compared to like Taylor Kitsch uh, and the other stars of that show, Jan Triplehorn. Uh, so I don't think that they're wrong, but I think that giving it a 43% is so low and Thank hyperbolic you. that it is in a way political in a nation. All the article reviews are like right wing fantasy series because it has to do with the military and anything to do with the military um, or people who actually like America is considered okay. right wing now. Uh, Lightyear has to do with 
the military. Space military. They make of. fun of space. Remember How about that? 95% for audience i mean the fans obviously liked it exactly uh, and so the the point here is that uh if you look at the the terminalist reviews is the critic the 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 director the director the the writer of the book series jack carr basically says look we didn't make it for critics mm -hmm. we made it for fans for people who have uh, either for people in the military who have read this and understand it, or if you're just a regular dude who likes you know i love this is a genre that i particularly love even as somebody who has no illusions as to what the u.s military means for this country and, and i'm it's not like i believe that we're out here uh fighting for freedom all over the world you know I, i'm not disillusioned to it thank, thank you, you. Taylor is now. Uh, I, I understand what that means, <laughs> but I love that genre of television. Uh, and he says uh, he's a former Navy SEAL whose novel was published in 2018, appeared on Tucker Carlson tonight. And he says when asked for his take on uh, the, why the critics rating was 43%. I'm going to catch She's very excited. Funny. She's very excited, ladies and gentlemen. <laughs> uh, he says that, uh, he says, I understand about the current culture and climate in America right now, Carr said. It seems... I do have a hard time concentrating <laughs> whenever we get crisis party. Um, okay. So it says, he says, uh, it seems to have triggered quite a few of these critics. He says, the 95% viewer rating and audience ratings makes it all worth it. We didn't make it for the critics. We made it for those in the arena. We made it for the soldier, the sailor, airman, and marine that went downrange to Iraq and Afghanistan so they could sit on a couch and say, hey, these guys put in the work. They put in the effort to make something special and make a show that speaks to them. And that 95% rating lets me know that we are at least got close. He's spot on. Mm -hmm. You should be made, like, it's one of the reasons people complain that they're looking for, when they make these comic book movies and they deviate heavily from the source material, people are like, why are you doing that? You have a built-in audience with decade after decade after decade of people who either grew up reading them, is currently reading them, or at least read them when they were younger, right? Why do you keep veering off the source material to make to look for this phantom audience of people that don't exist from these target markets that aren't reading your stuff anyways. Why do you do that when you could just make your money catering to the people that actually want to buy your product? That's what they did here. And of course you Thank see you. when it's successful, he doesn't base his success on the fact that the critics like it. He bases his, his success on the fact that the audience liked it. Mm -hmm. And if more of these, uh, of these creators actually took that approach, we might be getting stuff that speaks to us more frequently, but we don't. Uh, do you think this is one of these things where if they had made Thor Ragnarok or Th Thor Love and Thunder uh, more in line with the comic storyline, I don't think it would have mattered because that's from a 2016 or 2017 issue of Marvel or, or timeline in Marvel that nobody liked anyways. Who are they making these movies for? Who is Lightyear supposed to be for? That was the number one question me and you kept asking ourselves. Who is this Mark well, it's supposed to be, you Thank know, you. marketed to, to children, right? But then, you know, from what I've heard about it, the tone of the movie is actually quite serious and, and oriented around, like, action scenes um, more than humor or, uh, you know, what kids actually enjoy. Yeah. So it's like they were making a movie that could have been live action, but they made it animated because it's for children. And then it's a spin-off, uh, so-called prequel that isn't a prequel to the original source material. Like, I think they got confused and they forgot, like, who, who yeah. actually was going to see this. Mm -hmm. um, and, and, people and the audience hear. score, I think, is so high because 
people, I don't think that people going to see Lightyear even expected it to be excellent. They just mm-hmm. expected to sit and watch something for a couple hours. And so, so what do we do with the directors in these cases? Uh, in the case of Jack Carr, who's not the director of The Terminalist, he's the writer. Anthony Fu- uh, Fuqua actually was the director of the first episode and the co-executive producer of that show. Um, would it be so hard to put like a, mu- a muzzle on these people and say, <laughs> look, stop trashing people on Twitter when it doesn't go right? Like, a little bit of well, grace. Their egos are so involved in these projects. It's like strange. Like if you're so invested in it, then why didn't you make something good? A little bit of grace goes a long way. I think mm-hmm. like, uh, like, like to me, like uh, I don't understand why, th- why these people just like hate their audience they so do. much. Where does it come from? Well, the, where does that come from? The terminal writer, the terminal list writer yep. that I can respect that response. Cause I mean, he's at least being straight up mm-hmm. that it was for the audience, not for the critics. But I wonder the, how the he light would respond guy. if, like, the audience response for the Terminalist had been negative. Yeah, would he have had a lot I to wonder. say then? I don't know. I don't know. I think um, maybe it's, it's best not to say anything sometimes because I think the critique would blow over yeah. fairly quickly. Is it so hard if, if, if it does get a bad review and so he says, look, we tried something, we didn't hit the mark, mm-hmm. we're going to do better on the next one, uh, and we hope that that story resonates with people more clearly. Mm-hmm. Is it that hard to show a little bit of grace when something doesn't go mm-hmm. according to plan? Like, I am mean, I nuts? Am I like, yes, and like, yes, yeah, I am what nuts. puzzles, <laughs> no, um, what puzzles me about it is like if you're so personally offended that people didn't enjoy what you made then why weren't you more invested in like making it an excellent well it also seems like if you're really happy with the outcome of something you created it wouldn't matter that much if there were some people who hated it and and to to be fair you're you're not wrong about one or one thing is like look if the guy who created Lightyear loves that movie and he thinks it came out just the way he wanted and it's everything he wanted his movie to be and then people and then it doesn't resonate with people but it it did an 84% audience rating Mm -hmm. says it did he's mad it didn't make more money so is this the question of what he envisioned for this project is not mass doesn't have mass market appeal and that is a huge problem right now is they want to create niche stories for mass audiences and then get mad at the mass audience when the niche story doesn't resonate with them and then they can blame the fans and call them names uh, why didn't you like my story uh, about this person that you've never heard of that you don't care about I mean it's I don't want to say like why would they care about this movie that's it's so niche and, and no one knows this character why why should they care um, because it would be the same thing if it were an original property yeah mm-hmm. but you made that as a derivative of an existing property and then not anything like the original character that people know and love. Mm-hmm. So if you wanted to introduce something new um, and a new character for people to to grow fond of it wouldn't be Buzz Lightyear yeah I think sometimes when movies are made from like a franchise to try to have that nostalgic appeal it actually turns people away more like I I don't Mm -hmm. like it as much when they mess with the storyline especially if it's like changing it up and it's not about the toy anymore it's about this guy who inspired the just not having Tim Allen which they know 
yeah. the average person knows that that's a political decision. And even he was that decision. confused because why they didn't even ask him about this. Well, like, that's just, involved. that's what you think of when you think of Buzz Lightyear. Yeah. At least I do. Maybe I'm just so old that I can't imagine another voice even, for him. Well, but uh, Tom Hanks said the same thing. He says, I have no idea why they didn't. Yeah. Uh, because we know that they love, that they don't like Tim Allen because Tim Allen is a Hollywood conservative and, and they wanted to get away from it. Uh, do I think that that's the reason that they didn't choose him for that role? I think it at least. Pl- what I think if it would they be made stupid. a movie about Woody? Would they have asked Tom Hanks? Yes, to be involved? they would have. Absolutely, they would have. Think about it that I, way. I, I, do, I do believe they would have. Also, they just don't don't make them separate. Keep them together. Like yeah, uh, that was the whole uh, appeal is that they were each other's like foils. Exactly. So yes, yeah, so, uh, funny thing is the whole appeal was that they were toys. Yes. <laughs> well, of course, yeah, and like why you're interested in the story is literally that they are animated inanimate objects um rather than real people i Um, mean i think it's all right if they want to make a spinoff but can't expect it to please everybody it's uh but uh, like i said i just really think it is a little bit of grace from these directors and these hollywood people who whether they like to admit it or not they want to see themselves as like bastions for the people like we're here represent like People are sick of your elitist attitude towards uh, towards the fans, the people who pay your bill, not pay your bills, but make these things worth uh, these massive companies spending the money on you to make. And a little bit of grace goes a long way. So there's some super chats there. Hobbit said, I've been a Tolkien fan since I was eight. I can tell by your name and first listened to The Hobbit. When I heard about Amazon's show, I was initially excited, then disgusted as I learned more. Now I'm ready to point and laugh. They've uh, they've broken you. Then if you're ready to point and laugh at something you love that much, you guys want us to review that. that I don't know that, if I'm even like emotionally prepared. To I don't know <laughs> if they're releasing it weekly. If they're releasing it weekly, we might be able to do yeah, that. Yeah, maybe. I, I would. Lo- I don't know if people would like to see us incorporate the reviews more into the segments of the show. Yeah, like maybe. so we there, so there's more interaction there. Like we re- we reviewed Obi Wan Kenobi. Not on, yeah. not live on air. Somebody, there was a super chat in there that said more reviews, less IRL. They're talking about how, like the format of the show, but the problem is when we have guests every day, we can't always ask the guests like, "Look, in addition to your job yeah. uh, and helping us here, we also need you to watch this show." Uh, we can't do that with everyone, so it's like uh, we we would have to find a way to incorporate the reviews into the actual live show mm-hmm. because it's it's a little bit harder to do the reviews. Um, separate because we have to make separate time for that so if you guys would like to see them live um, as well because of the interactive process to it just let us know mm-hmm. uh, we got a simp for Taylor in chat <laughs> Dragon's Talon 1001 sen- says since no one really cares about Bl- Buzz Lightyear <laughs> let's talk about Taylor single likes ring size lol <laughs> uh, uh, he also said party thank you for giving us a crisis party thank you yeah, uh, and I, I appreciate single. the interest. I'm not single. Ring size? Ring size? Um, I don't even know. No I've ring on my finger yet. Never, never. Likes? Likes? Likes, dislikes? I don't even likes know what that and means. dislikes? Oh, <laughs> I like um, I like skateboarding and playing guitar. I dislike watching terrible movies. <laughs> You're gonna know. fit in great here. <laughs> You're gonna fit in great here. Uh, but I, I I appreciate the interest. Yeah. But no, not single. <laughs> I love that like 
pop culture is now just going to be a dating site. That's, that's, um, that's what it is. <laughs> Hobbit said media. We're just claims, not going to hit any 17 year olds up to let you know. Please no. Yes. Uh, media claims tons of people saw Thor because they thought it was super gay. Media also claims few people watched Lightyear because of a gay kiss. Make it make sense. Make it make, make it sense. Make it make sense. Make it make sense. It never will. Uh, GLS Inc. said yes on terminal review. Less IRL time, more TV time. By the way, excellent job last week, Mary. Graduated cylinder. That's right. Us here on PCC. I guess we just have bigger brains than everyone else. Me and me and Mary were the only ones who figured out graduated <laughs> cylinder. You, you had to alert me as I was me, in the middle though. of I my think, nap. I think <laughs> I was on to it, and then you just leaned over my so- shoulder, <clears throat> and I was like, and- <clears throat> graduated cylinder. Very proud of that. But we yeah, it is impressive. If you guys can solve all the ones on the board down there, then I'll really be impressed. Oh, yeah. Those are oh, I got old, lucky. Though. I'm not that smart. <laughs> I, think, I think some of those are just like kind of made up BS to get people staring at that board for a while thinking they're stupid. I kind of like the idea. <laughs> it's that like a just, prank. They're fake. Like you're trying to figure that's out something what that's saying. not solvable. It's a prank it. to get people to just stand there clueless. Uh, Molasses said, can you zoom in on the article text if possible? Thanks. I would need the shortcut on how to do that. I'm a dummy. I don't know how to do that. Well, maybe we'll figure it out for next next segment. Yeah. uh, Next episode. Thank you Um, for the suggestion. Thank you. (laughs) Badoff said, me and Mary are twinsies in our sad boy jerseys today. Y'all need a new P.O. box. That we do. That we do. But uh, I'm glad we're twinning. Uh, Hobbit said, Brett, Amazon hasn't broken me with the Lord of the Rings show. I'm ready to point and laugh at their failures and woke BS. The books are going nowhere. They're right about that. He's right about that, about the fact that you'll always have the original material. But for me, when I see stuff that I love get bastardized, it just, it, there's so much stuff that I love. Like uh, every so often, every couple of weeks or so, I do a, an Instagram story post like where I post a bunch of like shows that are no longer on the air that are just what I consider to be underrated shows. And I said, look, if you're looking for something good, to, like yesterday I posted Haven, Lost Girl, uh, Covert Affairs, all of these shows that, were, that came out in this sweet spot of television between like 2010, 2015, um, which would be awful, objectively awful if they were made today. Uh, with the standard of writing we're seeing, I can go back and watch those because they're not ruining them in in, in current iterations. But uh, I can separate art from artists with actors. Like I can watch an actor who has objectively awful opinions and still love their work. I have a very hard time watching something get ruined and then going back and watch it get... Because if you take canon as gospel, if what happens later is actually there and you're actually trying to get into the entertainment, then I have a hard time going back and watching something that I used to love, knowing how it turns out later and having it ruined. That's, yeah. it, that's just for me. I understand that the books aren't, aren't going anywhere, but it does feel like it actively degrades the source material. Yes. When they do things like that. All right. Podluck, Mary. It is Podluck. Our first Podluck in like four days. Isn't that weird? It's been a while. (laughs) All right. So we are going to first do uh, the Flash actress. Candace Patton claims CW and Warner Brothers failed to shield her from racist comments from fans. Um, I would like to ask how this is would get done. Like Um, I'm actually literally they have to spot her (laughs) looking at her phone and then dive dive in front of it grab it from her and then smash it into the ground I, I kinda like and that. then run it over like i i'm one like okay look we have a we have a show we are not the flash here and i am certainly not as good looking as candace <laughs> Patton. but you know 
people say negative stuff about us. I would love if Tim just came up here every time I was about to read a comment and he goes, he just no. takes a note and he takes my right phone into and he your phone. throws it out the window. Yeah, yeah. But um, <laughs> that's not how reality works. No, it is and not. I understand that this was a while back. You said 2014. 2014. Right? And that was shortly before wokeness really became like very on the nose, at least. Um, <laughs> but this sounds like she wanted to receive the Kenobi Moses Ingram treatment mm-hmm. where uh, not only did the producers of the show like come out publicly to defend her from and racist stars. remarks that honestly were overblown and not <sighs> did, seemed they, very fabricated. They weren't actually. nice, but in the, in the grand scheme of the yeah. internet, uh, I don't know if any of you are familiar with this here internet there, but uh, it, it is a cesspool often. Uh, and the stuff that she had said about her was not nice, but not... The most that anyone said about Moses Ingram was... Um, she's doing a bad job as Reva, and they thought that she might have been hired because of like affirmative action or yeah. a quota or something. And I understand that that's hurtful to read, but um, they made it almost into a marketing tactic for Kenobi. And it's it's a, that it's, in order to wa- like in order to defend her against this this so-called backlash that I wasn't seeing on the internet. Yep. Um, that you had to go watch and support the show, even though it sucked. It's also um, it's a it's a it's a shield of it's a shield of protection for these shows. Like if you if you hire somebody right and and the, and the show isn't taken well, then you just blame the fans as racist, sexist, homophobic, transphobic, mm-hmm. whatever it may be. It's just used another as a, case of that. It's just yeah. It's like well, it's it couldn't possibly be that the show we made is balls. It is yeah. just that the people who don't like it are bad. Now, people. Did you watch the Flash? I, I watched the. I objectively think that the first season of The Flash is one of the better superhero adaptations there is. Uh, the second season is also quite good. The third season, it goes downhill. I didn't watch it after that. But that first season of The Flash with the reverse Flash and, uh, and Tom Cavanaugh is very, very, very good television. Um, Do you remember whether you thought like Candace Patton did a good job in she's it? Fine. The world was so different then. Like she was fine in that role. Social and I media also, like it should be said, social media was. It wasn't exactly Wild West in 2014, but it was a lot closer to that than yeah. it is today. So, so let's see what she says. Almost uh, 10 years ago. So, so she says, uh, she said in a recent interview, she says, in 2014, there was no support system, the actor said. No one was looking out for that. It was just a free range to get abused every single day. It's a dangerous place to be in when you're one of the first and you're facing backlash for it and there's no help, Patton said, uh, of being the first black actress in the DC television universe. Uh, I mean, first black starring actress, yes, but not the first black actress in any of those shows. That's not true. Well, um, she says one of. Yeah, okay. Uh, so it says, uh, now people understand a little bit better, and they understand how fans can be racist, especially in genre and misogynistic, which is like she's like saying, take that, you incels. Like, that's literally what that's supposed to be. Uh, she she can, means can, like in the Marvel fan base? In, I think she's talking about superhero stuff in general, science fiction genre. Um, she continued, but at the time it was kind of like, yeah, that's how fans are, but whatever. Uh, Patton remarked that with the companies I was working for, like CW and Warner Brothers, there's this whatever was their way, uh, that whatever was their way of handling it. I think we know better now that it's not okay to treat your talent the, that way and to let them go through the, the abuse Thank and you. harassment. I wanted to leave the show as early as season two. I remember being like, I can't do this. I'm not going to make it through. I'm severely unhappy, she added. She's, look, I get it. Like, when you're put on a stage that large 
and you're given that much attention, you're going to get a lot of positive attention. You're also going to get negative attention. Yeah, I mm -hmm. think it would have been one thing for her to say in this interview, like all the same things about how much it bothered her emotionally and, and uh, like the mental health struggle, like being on stage like that. But without the scolding <laughs> of like, why didn't anyone do something about it? I, I want to They know, couldn't have done anything about it, even if they wanted what to. Were they? I'm actually asking this question. What? Is the st is the idea here that they need to provide her with like therapy? Like I I was thinking the same thing as Mary. Like I don't think there's anything wrong with her raising awareness about feeling like she was mistreated about racist comments from fans of the show. Um, Where's she going to read that's those comments? That's messed up. But what is hmm? CW and Warner Brothers supposed to do other than maybe like condemning don't, it or tell her not to read it? Tell her not like literally. Okay. I do not read most of the comments coming about the show because I have a job to do. I, I, I have the stuff I want to cover. There's mm -hmm. stuff I'm passionate about that I think is worth discussing. That's great. Thank you. But I'm, if, if the comments I'm reading aren't going to make me do my job any differently, is it really good to, to let the negative ones in and affect your mental state? And it absolutely does. Mm -hmm. uh, Mary, it, it doesn't bother Mary, but like there are certain things that will get to me. Not everything. Like I can, people can say negative stuff about my skating all day long has mm -hmm. never bothered me because I'm very, very confident in what I've accomplished and who I am in that, in that sphere, right? They're just jealous it, of your skating. Here, it's a little <laughs> bit different because you're putting your opinions, your views of the world, your knowledge about subjects, you're putting that, you're laying that bare and kind of leaving yourself out to be criticized and critiqued. That's fine. Critique and insults, kind of run headlong into each other and you find them in this middle ground. But if you're an actress on a show of that size, that's if you want the show to make money, the negative has to come with the positive mm -hmm. and you have to be responsible for yourself and not putting yourself into a position where you're reading and taking in a bunch of stuff that you know is going to upset you because you're never going to make it all go away. Yeah. There has to be some level of personal responsibility mm -hmm. here. Now there could be something to say like, look, the, when Ben Affleck got cast as Batman... The, a fantastic Batman, Dane. That's that's right. <laughs> Take Inside. that. Um, uh, they said basically like they, they said to him, they said, look, don't go on the internet for like two weeks because people are going to be awful. Like maybe if, if that's what they're saying, like, look, don't read anything people write about you because it's not based in fact. They're just going to say what they're going to say. And fanboys, uh, as so many of them still like to be called, do have that reputation for being particularly vicious about stuff they love, Right. She wants both. They want the adulation. They want the, I'm representing this and I'm amazing and I'm this. They want all the positive attention, none of the negative attention. That's not how the real world works. Mm -hmm. It's just not. See, like I get hundreds of anti-Semitic comments on my Instagram and Twitter every day. Mm. And it doesn't bother me too much. I think I kind of got used to it. Does it go? Does but, it kind of like you, you kind of become numb to it? After but like, a while? if I were on an interview or a podcast, or like if someone was in the comments right now saying anti-Semitic things, I wouldn't be like, "Oh my gosh, Mary and Brett, you guys need to do something about this." I would just shield think, my eyes. She says, "I would I, think I this run. is messed up that there are people who do this. This is not cool that there are fans who will target an actor or an actress on a show because of their race." And I think raising awareness about it is good, but it's where um, she kind of blames Warner Brothers and CW. I wonder, like, what solution is there on their on their part? 
a lot of people had problems with the character Felicity on Arrow, which is the show that the, the Flash was spun off from, um, because they said that Emily Bett Rickards took over the show and it became more about her than about Oliver Queen, which was the show's namesake. Uh, does that make that what... I, I, I know that she's uh, actually Emily Bett Rickard is kind of a feminist, but like, um, like is the idea here that like, should they have blocked her and said like, no, you can't read all of these misogynistic comments about an objectively true fact that a show that was originally about one person suddenly became about somebody else almost entirely where it became like an ensemble show. Like they're actresses and actors. You make a lot of money to grow a little bit thicker skin. And I, I don't mean that to sound rude or dismissive, but if I have to do it for uh, a platform of our size, then they need to, you know, put on their big boy pants or big girl pants, as it were, uh, and and learn that the real world yes. is not the nicest place in the world. Someone it's in the chat yeah. said, just remember what Tyler, the creator, said about cyberbullying. I can't repeat it here, but y if you know, you know, or look it up. I do. <laughs> uh, and it's so true. And we say it all the time. I don't um, know what he said. I want to look it up. You, you should look it up. I'm going to look that up real very quick. Very worthwhile advice for Candace Patton. Um, let's, I want to read it some super chats before we get behind. All right. Um, Bad Adam 12 said, Mary, the reason they ruin everything is exactly how Brett reacted to it. They like when normal people are tortured. They get off on it. I don't know if they get off on it. I, I, like the Lord of the Rings yeah, like, people? I, I, I kind of... I, oh, you see it now? <laughs> Are we able to like read that in a way that's not... I hope I'm looking at the right thing, but this is funny. Yeah. <laughs> um, I don't think we can read that. Yeah, I don't think so either. Um, I don't know. I don't know what their motivations are, but, you know... It's um, it's like uh, it's certainly disturbing. I kind of go between the two realms of like, do they hate you? Uh, I I think that uh, a lot of the actors, uh, it's not that they hate you; it's that they kind of um, that they think that they're more talented or better than a lot of people. I don't think the producers maybe the they are more talented, but I don't think the producers or the uh, or the creators think about us at all. I think they want to create their own thing, and they see us as like a uh, an, an obstacle. obstacle. Yeah. yeah, exactly. I don't think rather than the vehicle that they can actually make a living off of that. Exactly. Like doing what they love to do. I, I can imagine it would be frustrating though to be, uh, to be a a black actor, actress, or a minority on a show and be being targeted by a ton of the fans. And does that make? But what it, what can you do about it other than ignore it and go on being successful and not letting it? They they have crapped you? they have crapped on everybody who's ever played Joker, everybody who's ever played James Bond, everybody who's ever played Batman. For a lot of reasons, I kid you not. At one point, they said that they, that uh, um, Daniel Craig couldn't play the James Bond because James Bond isn't blonde. Uh, they, they they get mad at the, these actors. For, uh, yes, it sucks that they're insulting your immutable characteristics. That does not make the insults that the other people suffer any less awful for them to have to hear. Right, but race races racism and going after someone for their race or ethnicity is a different thing too. But still, like. I think it's more of a being Thank disappointed you. in the actors and members of society who behave that way than having your job do do anything about it. What is there to do other than not look at it? That, that's what I'm saying. There is no Although other. Per perhaps they could put out a statement saying, "Look, we we yeah, don't that will just make support this, but that that's might feel it did more." That's what they did with Kenobi, and that made it worse. Stoked a flame of, that that was actually like barely even there in the first place, mm -hmm. and then they made it into like. If you're going to support us and, and Moses Ingram, then you're going to watch the show, right? 
Um, anyway, Grapher gave you uh, I, I did it. I, I, the I shortcut in. to zoom in on articles. So thank you for that. Plus, um, this show is like this is an older show anyway. Yeah, it's this still is on just air. coming up now. Yep. Mm -hmm. But um, Dragon's Talon one thousand and one said, in the words of Inigo Montoya, "I don't <laughs> think that word mean what you think it means." <laughs> Just because she's a bad actor has nothing to do with R. And they didn't put any examples of like stuff that was I like said. Like the Princess Bride reference. Yeah. They, they didn't put any uh, like examples of like w of stuff that was said to her. But I don't doububt that stuff got said. Oh, I believe. But, yeah. If, if but she's I saying also there's racist comments. I I believe that there are racist comments. But I her. also believe that a lot of people could just be like, look, she's horrible. Uh, first of all, Iris West, from what I understand, is not a tradition. Was not a black character in the comics so they're probably annoyed that they race swapped the character and, and mm -hmm. that probably that can be yep. taken. even back in 2014 when yes that was like hardly well then, another uh, thing um was was the character a redhead uh i don't know if iris is, is I, no i don't believe so. okay i but that, that is a we were talking trend, about though, that yeah. downstairs the ginger that redheads get mm -hmm. killed <laughs> off or swapped out for different people and people don't like that so uh the ginger side is, is very much a, a real thing <laughs> so so fans were upset because the character was cast as someone of a different race who didn't look i i'm assuming that that would have been the initial critique would it wouldn't have just been she's bad and she's this i'm guessing it's like this is not what iris west looked like yeah that's a problem and see that's the problem they will label that as being racist when it's not not being happy that the character doesn't look like it's supposed to look in the comics yeah. it's not inherently bad I, and I'm one yeah. of those people. It doesn't bother. Like a lot of times for me, doesn't bother me. Like yeah, I I, that's not something people, that really bothers me about the comic and the character. But when they brag the about casting, it, but but when they brag about it, and they're like, "Look what we're doing for representation by changing by just not creating new characters or not using a different character that actually looks like that." But then talk about it like they're doing some great thing for society. That's when I get annoyed. That's when I get very very frustrated. Mm -hmm. so. um, bad. Well, I mean, oh sorry, I was sorry. just gonna say, but regardless of someone's race if they play the character the best yep well uh depending on if it's like uh, if it's super important to the character it's usually i just hate it when they brag about it because i hate hollywood virtue signaling mm -hmm. but when it's almost like um they're uh like the queer baiting thing yeah. but a different form yep and in 2014 it was different i mean like i said like i don't think like it wouldn't have mattered like i just i wouldn't sure. have cared because i it just wasn't don't think that they would have replaced a black character in the no. comics with a white actor i wonder that would never how happen. that would go it um, would go terribly <laughs> uh, i wonder what the response they, to that they, would be they, they changed the um in the first doctor strange movie they changed the ancient one from uh it was supposed to that character is tibetan and china mm -hmm. said nope for that movie yeah, yeah so they yeah. they used tilda swinton oh okay so. interesting um bad up said something mean so i'm not going to read it <laughs> ha ha but, like, moral of the story. Anyway, <laughs> Caper2x said, Sir Brett, we need a chicken Brett, a chicken Mary, and a chicken Taylor for chicken PCC cartoon. All this sadness oh. and angst are bummers. We could, um, we could, we could ask Kent to make us chicken, a chicken episode of this I show. I want to voice a chicken. That would be so fun. I could, I could do that. I would love to be a chicken. <laughs> um, I feel so inspired get, like, by all the chickens here. Feed, <laughs> feed guns instead of guns in the Chicken City universe. It'll be like. It's the multiverse of Chicken City. We'll have our own chicken party. Mm -hmm, yeah. Mm -hmm. Jeffrey Max said, Thor, love and blunder. Whoa, you totally own them. Totally <laughs> jumped the shark. They tried too hard to be funny, and many jokes were dumb, and the wokeness was overwhelming. 
very disappointing movie. I wouldn't say the wokeness was overwhelming, but it was definitely in there. I just, from what I understand, too many jokes. The jokes are just, in in Marvel movies, they're straight up childish. Like, they're just not funny. It seems, just based on what I'm hearing, that they haven't really committed to one audience. Like, if they're going with the childish humor, but then trying to throw in some more risque stuff. You're riding in a carriage on a rainbow pulled by screaming goats. And you're saying the S like, word. Let's throw some profanity in that it's scene. It's just like the That'll ultimate, <laughs> like, uh, like extended adolescence, millennial entertainment. Like, stop. They will never stop grow up. doing this to me. They will never grow up. It's so annoying. There was one more there. Oh, was there? Yep. Uh, MC said, don't forget, they changed a Scottish redhead queen from history to be a black woman instead. Who was that? Are they talking about Anne Boleyn? Um... Is that was who? she Scottish? I don't know. I, I just know that they made... I've been... Re- I've been watching... That um, was definitely one example. I've been that. watching a show called... Uh, I've been in a documentary phase lately. Like, I'm like, what's the most, like, inoffensive, like, like, just fun... Inter- like, not fun, but, like, chill Sunday entertainment. I was watching, uh, like, um, Secrets of British Castles. <laughs> <laughs> I love the narrators of, like, 2000s British documentaries. I love it. About, like, current events problems, like... If if it's like something about nutrition or like I, like anything like that, if it's a British narrator, yeah. I love it. And that's what this is. This is a guy named Dan Jones, and and he's basically talking about um, like British castles. It has like nothing yes. to do with the castles. It's all about like the history in the castles. I, I didn't really it. care about the history in the castles. I wanted to hear about the actual castle. But the point is, he was also a producer on the Anne Boleyn TV show. Uh, which was which? Yeah, they they re-swapped Anne Boleyn because they're like, uh, it's a story about love and this and that. And I'm like, it's a real person. You can't do that. That's not a that, that's not a thing. Oh, so they changed the an actual an actual historical figure yep. person and made and made them black because because See, it's 2022 and history just, is what they t- what they tell it to be. Why don't they make more movies about black historical figures? That, you are. Sp- That's a good question. And cast them with black oh. actors. Your lips to God's oh, ears. Wow. Uh, I, which means that the day I get to play <laughs> Martin Luther King Jr., it's coming. It's coming. It's, it's inevitable. It's, anything's possible. Anything's possible. <laughs> it could happen. I could. Maybe I'll play Martin. Um, James Orenthal. <laughs> anything could. Anything goes now. said, I'll see Inigo Montoya and Ray's Inconceivable. Also, I guess. <laughs> Graduated <laughs> cylinder when Carter gave gave it to Hannah Claire. Mary Kauai and Midwest, be smart. Thank you. Um, inconceivable. If you ever um, go on um, IMDb, uh, turn off your internet and search up something on IMDb, and it comes up inconceivable. It really the, does. Yeah. It does. Okay. Yeah. Fun <laughs> fact funny. for the day. Uh, and Joseph said, Taylor, racism is a sickness of the ego, and you're great. With an eight. Racism with is eight, indeed yes. a sickness. Uh, let, let's let's just finish you. up. Um, with we were debating whether to talk about Johnny Depp, but like we're gonna we're gonna skip Johnny Depp today. That's yeah. Not, uh, who he's got a new movie coming out. Not uh, much is happening. Not much there. is happening. Uh, he's like a crutch. You ever need a story? Just talk about Johnny. Because there's always <laughs> something. There's always something. Uh, Chris Evans had to like say basically, uh, Sam Wilson is Captain America, and like I said, if you've got to make the statement, it's not true. Uh, if the original Captain America has to declare that somebody like else is Captain have to America, it, yes, then you're admitting. The story I always tell is like people now come to me and they say, "Can I take a nap in the upstairs studio?" <laughs> and I take that to mean that since they're asking my permission, 
that def by default makes this my studio because you don't have to tell people it's your studio. They people also are... know they shouldn't be napping up here. Exactly. Uh, so, so the idea Wait, here has is... everyone else been asking? I just was going to come been up. Asking? Uh, um, who who asked? Uh, uh, Everyone's just Brian. jealous of Mary sleeping all the time. <laughs> oh, right? I just look so cozy, <laughs> and they want to be me. The the point is, is that it's annoying because Sam Wilson, uh, the character of Falcon, was cool enough on its own, like you said black character they didn't need to make him captain america just make a falcon movie they don't need to make a captain america 4 make a falcon movie starring anthony mackie as sam wilson as falcon mind blown you could have done that and, and avoided all of this uh and then of course we'll just finish with womp 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 which is army hammer i love um, it um basically the original mystery was like they thought army hammer was working as like a concierge at a hotel which makes no sense because his family's worth like a gazillion dollars um and they find <laughs> out that this ad or this this thing is like fake that he's not actually working as a says, who created that so it says like, it's so so much effort for something so stupid uh this is the staffer who has worked for the resort for 12 years so that he sent the pamphlet to a few rooms for fun <laughs> Hammer, uh, it says, uh, meanwhile, the Daily Beast also launched its own investigation, contacting the hotel director of sales, Christopher Butcher, who similarly shut down the speculation that Hammer was working at the, at the hotel. It says, however, he admitted that the actor occasionally showed up at the golf resort and made appearances there this past weekend. So originally I was like, that's kind of funny. A guy made like a fake flyer that he was working there. But the then flyer's kind of funny, yes. too. But then I saw this, which says, um, Army Hammer uh, working as a timeshare salesman. So this guy uh, who who got in trouble for for saying weird cannibalistic fetish stuff uh, and objectively has to be worth millions of dollars still, uh, and whose family is like worth a gazillion dollars is somehow working as like a. I like the idea of him doing it for fun. Like he just doesn't like being bored, so he got a job. I mean, it would fun. make sense, right? Like, <laughs> what else are you supposed to do as the heir of Arm and Hammer? He's like, I'm bored. Yeah, he's, he's like, I can't. he's like, none of the women will take my weird fetish texts anymore. Everybody hates me. I got to get a job. What other gigs could he get? I mean. <laughs> I mean, he can give out vouchers for swimming with dolphins. He could do that. Fishing. He could no, start his own this, barbecue that's what the flyer restaurant. Says. You know what they need to do with him? <laughs> they need to they need to like cast him as Hannibal Lecter next. No. Right no. on the nose. Right <laughs> on the nose. Uh, so it always like this. It bothered me that um, the story about Army Hammer just became like laughing at his weird text messages <laughs> instead of like the very disturbing allegations of like actual crimes. Yeah, it, it became like a, a joke. Like it was a big old yeah. meme. So it says uh, Army is very much in salesman mode. Uh, you see him sitting here with a couple going over pricing for a unit. Has anybody? Do, do people still buy timeshares? Is that still uh, not thing? as not as far as I know? But I mean. Uh, Army um, Hammer has found the market. I I remember the South Park episode of Timeshares. <laughs> I think that turned everyone away. <laughs> uh, that was the end of Timeshares. It's like I haven't even heard of a timeshare in like ten years. I don't even. It does know. seem very antiquated, doesn't it? A like, pre-internet. Yeah. Like, <laughs> I remember. Like, I remember growing up. There were like commercials yeah. about timeshares. Yes. When I was and young, I still don't fully understand. How it works? <laughs> what, what they are? When I was young, my family went on vacation to 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 North Carolina, and I just remember we were like sitting in the like the place we rented, and there just being endless commercials for timeshares in North Carolina. 
Who owns them now? Who, where we did they go? Wait, don't like multiple people own them? Army, Is that how that works? Army Hammer owns them all. He bought them all. Oh, no, <laughs> I mean, do like more than one person share a place yeah. like that? Is that what I'm, I thought that was the point, I think right? that's how it works. Like you save money because you Gosh, share a space. We, we are we, we are not boomer enough to know how timeshares work. We're, yeah, we are. It's a thing of the past. Way really. too futuristic for that old stuff. Damn it. We almost got to two two crisis parties. We might day. still. You still never get. know. Oh, we're going to add five more topics until we get to. <laughs> 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 we're talking about Johnny Depp, whether you people like it or not. That's <laughs> no. That's uh, so. Uh, jo- yeah. Poor, poor Army Hammer gets caught sending rude texts. And now he's sending timeshares. So we had some super chats there. Yes. Who's writing this article? Like what? TMZ. We love TMZ. Actually. We do. I, we no, stand. no. I, I, I like it. I think it's funny. It's just um, how did how did this even become news? TMZ <laughs> is one of the weir- most weirdly unbiased of all of and them. And like well sourced. Yes. Because yep. they they take tips like directly from people like video evidence and mm-hmm. stuff like that. Um, Variety is, I think, pretty good about that too. Uh, v- Variety is like has their own editorialization, but not yeah. as bad as like an IndieWire. Uh, I, I really, I've really grown to hate IndieWire. Oh, I'm looking at the New York Post article. Okay, I've oh. got slightly different version okay. of it, but um, no, I, I see the anyway, article you guys are looking at. Um, Dragons Talon one thousand and one said, "I'll see your inconceivable and raise you a. Your mother was a hamster, and your father smelt of elderberries." <laughs> is this more? Uh, Princess Bride? I, it must be. Okay. Um, Bad Op said, Taylor is taking all the simps away from Mary. <laughs> well, I, like, can you walk out with them? There, there are plenty of simps for the two of us. You're probably happy this I'm burden them. from me, please. <laughs> <laughs> um, you don't want to see my DM requests right now. <laughs> it's I, scary. I can't look at my DM it's requests ugly. anymore. Send feet pics. Send it's feet just, pics. Uh, it's that and so much worse. And so much worse. <laughs> yeah, that's like, that's the mild stuff probably. Yeah. Um, Caper2x said, my contribution for Mary's nap and cookie fund. I mean, I don't know why I need a nap fund. Is that for like yes, a new you blanket? Need a nap a new fund. blanket. I mean, Time my blanket, is money, Mary. Yeah. Yeah, it's true. New new blanket and new pillowcases and stuff maybe? Yeah. My I blanket sheds. It's, I need a replacement. Blanket. And we need to disinfect the beanbag that oh you we need to throw that in a dumpster <laughs> mary is not a fan of the beanbag <laughs> um she says it's got shamus germs on it yeah, yeah shamus germs <laughs> germs we need to do some sort of just like burn it just burn it hardcore disinfection. can we do a bonfire where we just burn all of the beanbags like i wouldn't have a problem with that there's a I lot of them it's too many dingo and alice would be really bummed the beanbags were gone i mean that's cool they're dogs they can sleep anywhere <laughs> true bucko bucko doesn't really lay on him up there he lays in the chair thank yeah. you oh yeah bucko also <laughs> uh dragon's telling 1001 said um, we got a second crisis party second crisis party i think oh we did okay uh would you like to stay in the jeffrey dahmer penthouse or the donner party suite uh i think Je- jeffrey dahmer penthouse nice dahmer suite it would be a nice view and, and a show for the, all of the people on the street. Um, someone said Mary needs a burqa. I already wore one on the show. Are you like really that much of a fake fan that you don't have one already? <laughs> that, that one episode like <laughs> no, two I'm months kidding. ago? Like, um, <laughs> Dragon's Talon 1001 said loss of cool points that Mary doesn't know Monty Python. Okay, I've watched some Monty Python when I was a kid, but um, haven't since then. 
I grew up watching a little bit as a kid, but I haven't watched it as an adult. Yeah, I mean, I I'm not super into like British humor, so why not? I mean, are you? Uh, I love British TV in general. I was rewatching Luther this weekend. I've been rewatching um, Foil's War. There's a lot of that stuff that it's like uh, the that format of television is now kind of overplayed because most of streaming is done in the format of what used to be British television, right? But in general. Uh, I like it because it's so different from our sensibilities yeah. that it feels like a break from our culture in a way, I guess. Some of it is is good, but I don't know. Like, I'll admit that my sense of humor is, like, kind of stupid and absurd. Our crisis meter broke. Look at it. It's got, like, a little sliver there. What the? It broke. Did we get a crisis I, I thought we did, or did but we not? It, uh, we, it hasn't gone yet, so uh, we must have. But uh, somebody <laughs> That's the tiniest. Somebody, somebody broke it. That's it's, the it's, tiniest crisis meter I have ever seen. It is. It's like uh, we definitely got one, so it's like we're just waiting for it to go. Um, I mean, that's fine. I don't know. I don't know. We'll have to. Do you so want to talk about Johnny Depp? No, like, I do not want to talk about it. I do not give a crap. About, I do not give a crap about Johnny Depp. I just, uh, just, uh, I, I, I like the the Johnny Depp story, but it's it's uh, it's starting to wear thin. He does have a new movie coming out though, where he's going to play uh, Louis the Fifteenth, uh, French film. I didn't know he spoke French. Did did somebody not know that? I, I'm assuming it'll be in French. I, Has I he done other either. movies in French? I don't know. I did hmm. not uh, not that I've seen. I wonder. So, um, interesting. Uh, anyways, I'm just gonna. I think we're just gonna wrap this up, and hopefully that it will go. Before I hope, I don't it will know. go, it will go. Uh, we're gonna, we're gonna, we're gonna let it go. Um, Taylor, thank you so much for it. Thank you guys for having me. Did you have fun? everyone for being so welcoming? Yeah, I was a little nervous because I didn't know about all these movies we're talking about, but what? you guys made it so easy, and I feel very <laughs> welcome. We are just here to have fun. That is, that is what it's all about. I had so fun. fun. Are you, are you here. gonna come back then and do uh, more episodes? Absolutely, yeah. if you'll let me. We yes, will, yeah. I'd love to. We will absolutely. You did uh, good. I I will be here tomorrow if you guys wanted me. Like I am down. We but are gonna. I'm sure you'd like a break from me. <laughs> the the in the in the topics differ from like day to day. Like some days it's more like today was actually pretty movie heavy. Some days are more like general pop culture. There it is. Thank you for a second crisis. Thank party. you guys. Um. Into, into three sca- screen modes. How so about we see. do our outro like this? I like this. Okay. All right. Uh, Taylor, <laughs> tell everyone where they can find you on social media. Oh, on social media, I am on Instagram, Taylor May Silverman, or on Twitter, TM Silverman. Perfect. Uh, and yeah, like we'll, ha- we'll have you back uh, on a regular basis in some days. Thank you. <laughs> this is my favorite part. The, the <laughs> Just having money shot at me. Look at how much awesome. I got over here. Thank you, money, guys. Gu- money gun control, guys. Oh, this it's isn't even part of, like, a good portion of it. <laughs> and <laughs> Thank you. Uh, Mary, tell everyone where they can find you. You can find me on Instagram or WeChat at CloserKitty. And also, whenever I post articles on TimCast.com, I promote them there. I believe I'm going to post one later today uh, that is regarding... The hate that Brendan Urie is getting on Twitter today. Brendan Urie being the guy from the Panic front at the man Disco. of Panic at the Disco, which I was surprised you didn't know about because it was um, kind of a big deal. I mean, I know who Panic at the Disco is. I just never cared about Panic at the Disco. I didn't know he was getting hate for something. I mean, basically, they're mad that uh, he still goes under the moniker of like the formerly four-person act, and also they're rehashing all of his offensive comments from the past so uh 
because everything is offensive by current year standards. So. All I they, know they of him resurfaced is some of the, the songs. Clips. They, they resurfaced. Resurfaced. Tell, uh, and then are you going to be on IRL tonight? I am. Uh, and indefinitely. Uh, yeah. And, and we love it here because uh, it helps people come and find us yeah. on the show, yeah. which is, uh, what did somebody say earlier, Mary in her natural habitat. Yeah, I hope that um, there are going to be a lot of newbies in the chat this week and mm -hmm. next perfect i like you on irl thank you you should go on there all the time yeah thank you Means you're a, a good addition all right guys if you want to follow me on instagram you can follow me there uh at brett dasovic for the show we are finally back we will have a full schedule this week no interruptions like last week and i could not be happier about it right here on youtube.com that is pop culture crisis monday through friday 3 p.m eastern standard time that is noon pacific and there was one more super chat there it says leave brendan alone from Bad App. Leave Brendan alone. <laughs> so, uh, uh, what else here? Okay, we're also <laughs> on Amazon Music, Apple Podcasts, Pandora, and Spotify if you prefer to listen rather than watch. Some people do. I think the, the video makes for all of this what it is, but uh, take, it, take with that what you will. We are also on social media. We're on Twitter, at PopCulture underscore show, Facebook and TikTok, at PopCultureCrisis, and on Instagram, at PopCultureCrisisPod. We will be back with another episode tomorrow. We'll see you then, guys. Bye. Bye. Thanks, guys. Hello, it is Ryan, and I was on a flight the other day playing one of my favorite social spin slot games on ChumbaCasino.com. I looked over at the person sitting next to me, and you know what they were doing? They were also playing Chumba Casino. Coincidence? I think not. Everybody's loving having fun with it. Chumba Casino is home to hundreds of casino-style games that you can play for free anytime, anywhere, even at 30,000 feet. So sign up now at ChumbaCasino.com to claim your free welcome bonus. That's ChumbaCasino.com and live the Chumba life. No purchase necessary. BGW. Void. We're prohibited by law. See terms and conditions. 18 plus.